Welcome to the LYC Podcast. We are a youth community that believes in loving people and meeting them where they are. Our desire is that through this message, God's love for you is confirmed, your hope in Jesus is renewed, and your faith is awakened. You got a Bible, go with me uh, to Galatians chapter 6. We're going to read one scripture tonight. I promise we will read no more. We're reading one scripture tonight. Uh, Galatians chapter, actually, actually three, Galatians chapter six, verse seven through nine, that's three, but one passage. And uh, while you're turning there, let me give you a couple of announcements. Uh, numero uno, next week, someone say next week. Next week. Uh, next week is our last LYC gathering of 2022. Uh, next week, uh, it'll be our last one. Come next week, we're having a Christmas party next week. So we're going to have appetizers and desserts, and we're going to have drinks. Uh, uh, wear, a, a wear a Christmas sweater. It could be an ugly Christmas sweater, or it could be a normal Christmas sweater. Uh, but come dressed in your best for the, for, for the occasion. Uh, we're just going to have a party next week, and we're going to celebrate um, Christmas. We're going to celebrate Jesus. We're going to sing a couple worship songs together. Uh, it's going to be a really, really good time. But tonight will be kind of our last official service. Christmas party next week, and then we're taking a break for a couple weeks. Um, and then also, someone say also. also. Uh, Want to make sure uh, Sebastian is going to be really annoying tonight, and he's going to stop every single car that comes through the parking lot. Uh, all your moms and dads, if they pick you up, or your grandma and your grandpa, whoever picks you up, is going to get one of these. But we're pushing it hard the next couple of weeks. Winter camp is coming up January 27th. Through the 29th, winter camp, uh, it's going to be amazing. It's $165. If you don't have money, two, two thoughts. Number one, um, be humble. Come back, hey, I really want to go. I'm a little short on, on funds, and we will help you go. Second thought, it is a great ask for Christmas. It's a great ask to be like, yo, what I really want, I want to go to winter camp. And um, I believe it's an investment, and God's going to do some amazing things. Uh, we got some great speakers lined up. Worship's going to be awesome. And uh, we're, our whole, whole theme this year is seek first. And we're going to start our year by seeking first God's kingdom. Someone said amen. amen. So Galatians chapter 6, if you got a Bible, uh, tonight, as it is the last sermon that I will preach, the last sermon I will preach in 2022, to our LYC fam. By the way, anybody, can you just agree 2022 for LYC has been a good year? Like, like this, has been, this has been a good year for us. God is so faithful and God's been, been moving in our youth community. And the last sermon that I want to preach tonight uh, in 2022 is a sermon that if you're taking notes, uh, you can write down the title of it. The title of the sermon tonight, if you're taking notes, is simply this, how to get what I really want. How do I get what I really, really want? Um, question tonight, let's start here. Um, what do you most want for Christmas? A, I was going to say, any, anyone brave enough to throw out the eyes of the car, he most wants a vehicle for Christmas. Anybody else, what do you most want for Christmas? Bradley, a drawing tablet. Let's go, artist in the house. Someone else, what do you most want for Christmas? Anybody? Joel, money. Anybody else, like, you're in the season of life where you're like, listen, grandma, grandma, grandpa, I just, like, Benjamins, that's all, that's all I want. Like, I want money. Anybody else, like, you just want money? Um, what, okay, one of my favorite jokes, it never works, but every year I'm like, what if it works this year? We, we, we get together as a family, and my grandma, every year she gives all the grandkids, there's nine of us, she gives all the grandkids, like, a little box. And we all know, like, it's like, it's money. We know what it is. And, and I, I don't know, Matthew, you're my cousin. What, like, what's the amount? Like, it's like, like, it's like, it's like 20 bucks. She's got nine grandkids, people. Like, is this a lot of money? It's like 20 bucks. But every year I open it up and I go, oh, Grandma, 
$100? Oh my gosh, thank you. And I, every year I'm like, please, I just need one cousin to be like, what? Is it $100? I only got five. Like, I'm, what, it'll work this year, I promise you. But, uh, but money money's a good option. Anybody else, what do you most want for Christmas? Come on, what do you most want? Computer. Everything, computer. Oh, my two front teeth. My two front teeth, come on, let's go. Um, we, a hippopotamus. Can, can you believe my, my daughter, she's six years old. People pray for my household. She's six years old. And we're sitting at dinner a couple, couple weeks ago, and, and my wife said, all right. By the way, do you remember when you were a kid getting like, like a catalog or a newspaper in the mail? Do you remember this? And just circling things that you want. So Amazon sent us a little catalog. Thanks a lot, Amazon. I promise you, every item in the entire thing is circled. And so we had a little family dinner, and Jenny's like, all right, here's the deal, guys. You circled everything, and um, you're not going to get everything. So what are the things you most want for Christmas? Brooklyn, six years old. Help me, God. She goes, I want to go first. All right, what do you want, Brooklyn? I want an iPhone 13. How do you even know they have numbers, Brooklyn? Like, I don't, like, I don't, like, what? And I'm like, you're not getting a phone. That's off. She goes, okay, okay, fine, 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 fine. She goes, okay, fine. All the laptop. Uh, I'm thinking more in the category like bubble gum, like a jump rope. Like, what do you most want that is reasonable for a six-year-old? Um, bit, bit bigger than just Christmas, can I ask you tonight, in life, what do you really want? And, and, and I don't want you to think just like Christmas list. I, I want you to take a second and think about it. What, what do I most want in life? What, what do I most want in, in, in life right now? Anytime we get around this time of year, uh, maybe it's just me, but I think it's more than just me. Um, while I'm thinking about Christmas, I start thinking about the new year. And anybody besides for me, you've ever done a New Year's resolution that you've ever had in your mind, like, you know, okay, 2023 is going to be the year that I, and I don't know, I just kind of, I get kind of introspective and I start thinking about in life, like, what do I really want? And, and I don't mean material things. I mean, like, on the inside. Like, like what, what are the things that I really actually want in life? And I, I just want to tell you tonight, if you don't get anything else, I want to tell you tonight that what you want, someone say, what I want. What you want, God wants to, to give you what you want. Now, I'm going to qualify this in a second, but I just want you to get this in your heart tonight. We survey God... If you can sum up what God does for us, you could do it in, in two, two words. God loves us and God gives to us. John 3.16 says, God so loves the world that he gave. When you think about God, are those the things you, you, you most often and you first think about? Because I know sometimes they're not the things I think about. When I think about God, I'm thinking about, oh, man, I got to like, like, how do I live up to this standard? How do I do a better job? At, but can I tell you that God, he loves you and I. And one of the things God loves is he loves to give. Anybody, are, are you like a giver? Like you love giving gifts? Anybody? Uh, anybody like you're like, actually, I just love receiving gifts. Come on, where's all the receivers at? It's like, praise God for the givers because I'm a receiver. And if it wasn't for the givers, I'd never get what I. But, but God's a giver. And God wants to give you what you want. You might say, no, Brandon, actually, he, he doesn't. Um, I'll, I'll tell you why. Because um, what I want, if I'm being honest, is not very godly. What I really want, if I'm being honest, 
it's not very like holy. If, if I'm being honest, Brandon, what I really want, it's actually not very like spiritual at all. But, but can, can I tell you tonight, and I know you may not agree with me, but give me a second to convince you, for many of us, what you really want is not actually what you want. It's what you think you want, but it's not actually what you, what you want. I'll give you an example. The, the person that says, you know what I really want? I want to be, I want to be famous. I don't know if that's anybody like, like wants to be famous. I don't know if that's like a, I heard recently like statistics say more and more people in your generation, their career aspiration is to be famous. I don't think that's a career. Like I just want to like, I want to be famous. I don't know if that's a career. Maybe it is or not. But, but I just like, I, I want popularity. Well, I know you think that you want that, but do you know what you actually want? You, you actually want affirmation. That's what you actually want. Something in you feels Feel, feel, feels broken, something in you feels less than, and so what you want is the affirmation so you feel valuable. I know you think you want fame, you think you want pop, really what you want is you want the inside to be whole. Brandon, what, see, but what I want though is like, I just want like a lot of money. I, me too, join the club. But, but when, when, I, when you think about it, yes, you want money, but really what you want is you want a sense of security. It's what you want. Like, 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 why is it most people want money? It's not just so that they can, you know, buy cars and shoes and iPhone 13s for six-year-olds. But we, we want money because something in us, because if I have this money, then that eliminates fear because I can be secure now. And what, what I really want is this thing. No, what you really want is you want contentment. And all the things that we think we want, I promise you, they are connected back to a need you have in your, in your soul. All the things like, okay, what I really want is this. It's because you want something on the inside. And you think if I have this thing, if I have this person, if I get to this level, then what's happening on the inside will be remedied. Can, can I tell you, friends, that the Bible actually teaches us that God wants to give us good things. Like, I, I, not a lot of people raise their hands. I don't know if it's because you've decided not to, tonight to not participate. Thanks a lot, by the way, leaving me out here hanging by myself. But, but, but maybe it's because it's just the consensus of the room. But for all those of you who are givers, like you like to give presents, um, like you part of the reason you love to give presents is because you love to see the person's reaction. Like, have you ever been giving someone a gift and you were so pumped because you couldn't wait to see their reaction? Like, I, like, I don't even know what we're giving our kids for Christmas, to be honest. We've done all the shopping. By we, I mean my wife has done all the shopping. All the presents, they are purchased. They're, they're already, they're in the garage. They're in giant black trash bags so our kids don't see them. And they, don't, they don't know yet, but, but whatever we got them, I'm pumped for them to open their presents because I want to see their, the Bible says God, he, he loves to give us the desires of our heart to, 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 to bring excitement and joy to our life. In fact, the Bible says those who seek God, those who follow him, delight themselves, that God actually gives to them the desires of their heart. God wants to give you what you want. But here's, here's, here's what I want to show you tonight. And again, throw that title up there, Brad. The title of the sermon tonight, why I titled this, um, How to Get What I Really Want, is because here's something you need to know about God. And I promise we'll get to the scripture in a minute. What you need to know about God is that, that God, more often than not, 
He doesn't make chairs. He makes trees. I know it's kind of like a, a, a silly example, but more often than not, God, he's not in the chair-making business. He's in the tree-making business. Have you ever read the story in the Old Testament? Um, and please, like, like, give me a show of hands so I know that you're with me tonight and I, you're not like tuning me out. Um, do you remember when, when God fed the children of Israel with something called manna? Anybody, so we, a couple people remember. So the children of Israel are like, God, we're starving out here. Feed us. We need Chick-fil-A. Don't forget the sauce. And he's like, all right, tomorrow, tomorrow, I'm, I'm going to feed you. And the Bible says they woke up to, to manna. Someone say manna. manna. So I always read that, and here, here's, what, here's what I always pictured. I pictured them waking up to, like, Panera bread. Like, oh, like no, like no doubt, Asiago cheese bagel. I, I, that's my favorite. But the, the word manna is actually a phrase in the Hebrew. And here's what the phrase means. It means, what is it? That's what man actually, manna means, what is it? They woke up not to like loaves of, of bread and Asiago bagels. They woke up going, what is that? And, and, and manna, what it actually was, it was like seed that they would crush up and they would make into, into dough and they would bake bread. See, God is a God that gives seed. God is a God that gives instructions. God is a God that gives commands. God is a God that gives us opportunity. And more than he desires to just give you what you want, he desires to lead you and teach you how to walk and live in a way that leads you to what you want. Is that, is that, that make, making sense to anyone tonight? Like, like, and this is where people miss it because people go, no, no, Brandon, actually, um, God doesn't give anybody what they want. God, that God doesn't do that. He doesn't give people, well, why would you say that? Because I want a lot of things. And I've been sitting here for my whole life going, God, give me what I want. God, maybe you didn't hear me and I wasn't speaking in a spiritual enough voice. Oh, heavenly father, thine is the kingdom and the glory. And it hasn't worked. And, and it's because for many people, we've been, been misled to think that waiting upon God is just literally doing nothing, but rather waiting upon God is following him in steps of obedience to what he asks us to do that results in the miracle that he wants to do. Galatians chapter six, verse seven through nine, it, it, it's the scripture I wanna use tonight to help you to see something. Here, here's what Paul says. He says, do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. Um, why in the world would Paul say don't be deceived? Because what he's about to tell us is something that many people will be deceived into thinking is not true. He says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Pause right there. A, a, a different translation may say it this way, God will ensure this happens every single time. So, so like we're coming home from a birthday party on Saturday. Genius birthday party, by the way. It, it was a birthday party at this arcade in Rock Hill. 
And I'm like, this is the greatest birthday party of all time. It was an arcade, and literally we walk in, the dad's like, all right, hey, Brooklyn, good to have you here. Hands her like $3 bills, because all right, go get quarters, play, play the games. And I'm like, wow, this is, all you're doing is handing out money. You're doing, this is the easiest, mental note, easy birthday party, come to the arcade. So we're at the arcade, and everyone gets a thing of cotton candy. So we're driving in the car. Uh, do you know what they're called? The things you blow, they're like little tiny things, and they make like really loud, like a horn noise. What, yeah, like a kazoo. Everyone got cotton candy and kazoos. And we're driving home, and my daughter Brooklyn's right behind me just, eat, eat. And I said, Brooklyn, sweetheart, please do not, eat. Brooklyn, I promise you, if you blow that thing one more time, the cotton candy that you're holding, it will belong to me. And she was so confused. She's like, well, it was my cotton candy. I'm like, no, 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 no. Your dad will not be mocked. The Bible says God, God will not be mocked. I will not be mocked. I said if you blew it, and what Paul's trying to express is here's the reality. God, God will ensure this is going to happen. So whether you like it or not tonight, whether you believe or not what we're about to read, doesn't even matter. Like it literally makes no difference because the Bible goes, God will ensure this happens every single time. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever. Some will say whatever. Whatever, whatever man. Whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. Verse eight. For he who sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. That word corruption simply means something that doesn't last. You ever noticed that a lot of the things that we want and we think we need and we think we want are things that they just don't last? Man, it was like there was joy, but it was passing. There was excitement, but now I feel guilty. That was fun. That felt good. But now I feel, I feel like, I'm, like I'm broke. It, don't be deceived. God is not mocked. Who, whatever you sow, you'll reap. For he who sows to the flesh will reap something that it's passing it's fading, but the person who sows to the Spirit, or we'll say it this way, to the things of God, will reap life that is everlasting. That does not just mean eternal life. It means something on the inside that has endurance to it. And here's what verse 9 says, And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we will or we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Quick little Bible lesson for you. Um, Galatians chapter 6 tells us something. Uh, it tells us how God's kingdom works. See, what, what a lot of people, they don't, re, they, don't, they don't experience the blessing and the benefit of God because they just don't understand how his kingdom works. Like, like have you ever been to Chuck E. Cheese? Anybody, do you remember this God-awful, dirty place where somehow we're excited that we're going to a party that, that a rat is hosting? It's like who, like, who decided, like, you know what? Here's our mascot. I found him in my basement hiding under a tub. Like, like, last time we were checking teeth, I'm looking at him like, wait a minute. Our, see, my son, he's smart. I'm, this is kind of a joke. I'm, I don't want you to think I'm serious because we had to correct him after this. Um, but we went to Chuck E. Cheese because it was something our kids wanted to do. And um, we did it. And Chucky came out, like the guy in, in the costume, and he walks over to my son and my son's looking at him, and he goes, 
oh, and he stomps his foot and punches him and then runs away. And I'm like, this kid knows what to do with a rat. He's in the mob. You know what I mean? It's like, but. <laughs> now, I don't, now I lost my train of thought. I literally don't know. Oh, yeah, that's what we're saying. We, we don't reap the benefits because we, we don't know how God's kingdom works. It's like going to Chuck E. Cheese and not understanding how tokens work. You're not going to reap the benefits if you don't understand how tokens work. And, and the Bible says that God's kingdom is like a farm. We think God's kingdom is like a genie. All right, so in Aladdin, they rub the genie and he, oh, 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 Christian genie is like this. If I lift my hands and I sing, God, but, but God's kingdom is not like a genie. Mark chapter 4 says, no, my kingdom is like a farm. My kingdom is like a man who goes out, he plants seed, he waters the seed, and he does that over and over and over again until he begins to see something grow. All through, all through the New Testament, Jesus, when he gives parables or stories to explain to us what the kingdom of God is like, it is always stories and parables that relate back to you and I having to invest having to sow, having to, having to give, having to put something in the ground and trust that God will make it grow. And he, he, here in Galatians chapter six, a couple of things I just wanna point out. Um, first of all, is that this applies to everyone in the room. So, so, so good news tonight, if you're here and you're breathing, by the way, if your neighbor is not breathing, please raise your hand, let's get medical attention immediately. But it's like, it's... Uh, I set myself up for that one. Um, but but, but what I, it applies to everybody. So if you're here tonight, like this applies to you. See, here's one of the things about Galatians 6, and, and I'm getting ahead of myself, but I just can't resist. It reminds us that God's kingdom is an equal opportunity kingdom. Here's what I mean by that. You might be like Brandon right now, literally. Like if we're talking about farms, literally, Brandon, my life right now, it's nothing but a pile of dirt. I got nothing, man. Like, my life sucks, capital S. Like, 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 just name a category. Family, yeah, it's terrible right now. Like, friends, yeah, I have none. Um, joy, peace, what is that? My life is literally, it's nothing. Here, here's what I love about Galatians 6. Galatians 6 is no, no, no worries, no worries. You could literally be standing in dirt tonight. If you will sow seed, God will cause it to grow. Galatians 6 says, for anyone, for everyone, whoever, whatever they sow, they will also, they will also reap. And the Bible reminds us that, that, that when we're talking about what we sow or what we, what we invest into, that, that investing into just what our flesh or what we think we, we should, that it does yield results, but it yields results that is temporary. That's why Jesus said, don't store up for yourself treasures on earth. Don't, like, don't put all your time and attention and your focus on things of this world because they're temporary and they will not last. Rather, store up treasure in the things of God. And, and the last thing it reminds us is that we're not to grow weary in well-doing because if we will continue, we will reap in due time. One of my favorite quotes, you've probably heard me say it before, but, but it's this, that consistency, someone say consistency, consistency eventually works exponentially. Think about that for a second. Consistency eventually 
works exponentially. Why, why do we give up oftentimes? It's not working. I'm not seeing the results of this. Nothing's happening. Nothing's changing. The Bible reminds us, no, consistency eventually works exponentially. So I want to give you three thoughts tonight as, as we're, we're concluding and as we're, we're, we're ending this year. Number one is this, that no matter where you are tonight, no matter where you are tonight, you can get what you want. No matter where you are tonight. I don't care what's happening in your circumstance. I don't care what's happening in your situation. I don't care how far you feel like you are from God. I don't care the news you just got two hours before church. Wherever you are tonight, you can get what you want. Because remember, what you, what you really want is not maybe even the thing you think it is. What you really want is the is the internal result. What you really want is joy. That's why you think you need that relationship because if I don't have that relationship, there's no way that I'm going to know what you really want is just joy. What you really want is peace. The reason you think that you need this situation to change is because until this storm calms, I'll never have, have peace. What you really want is security. You want to feel loved and known and valued. And so the reason you're willing to compromise your purity and you're willing to compromise your morals is because you think, yeah, but if I just, if even if I have to cross a line, it's going to, God wants to give you what your soul actually wants. God wants to give you joy and peace. God wants for you to know that you are known, you are seen, you are loved, you are valuable. God wants to, you to know that there's security. God wants to give you what you want. And no matter where you are tonight, Galatians 6 tells us you can get what you want. Number two, write this down, that it starts. Someone say starts. It starts. That was like three people. Someone say starts. It starts with small decisions. I wish I would have thought, thought ahead enough to, to, to do this. But um, seeds aren't very big. I, I don't, in my mind, I'm trying to be like, wait a minute, can any smart person be like, well, actually, Brandon, the seed to a certain kind of plant is okay. Well, maybe there are seeds that are large. I don't know. I'm not a plant expert. But, but most seeds are small, are they not? See, oftentimes we, we minimize a seed because we're just looking at the size of it. Can, can I tell you what God looks at? God looks at the potential of it. God doesn't see just a small thing. He sees the potential of what it could be. That's why the Bible says in, in a certain passage, don't despise the day of small beginnings. I'm telling you tonight, we, we, we round the corner into a new year. In a new year, 2023, no matter where you are, you can get what you want. But hear me tonight, it starts with small decisions. It starts with small decisions. Dream big, start small. Believe for the impossible, but start with, with the doable. See, God wants to give us small steps. God wants to give us things that every single day we can be, we can be faithful in. You probably heard me talk about this before. Um, I'm, by the way, if you want to pray for me, uh, I'm very sad and I'm very depressed every time I look in my backyard. 
because I thought I was going to have amazing grass this year. I really did. Like I'm, I'm all, I'm, I'm a dad, man. I got four kids. Like, like I used to be into cool stuff. Now I'm just into grass, man. And I don't mean illegal grass. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if you've seen this truck. There's a guy, he has a lawn company called the weed man. Like, it's the name of their company, The Weed Man. And so he came to our house. He didn't appreciate my joke, by the way. He pulls up a weed man truck in front of my house. He got a weed man shirt on. And I open the door, and I'm like, ah, yeah, man. I go, I'm a pastor, and plus, I don't think it's legal, so I'm good. He goes, what? I said, I'm, it was a joke, bro, like your shirt. And he goes, oh, yeah, I get that all the time. <laughs> and in my mind, I'm like, what did you expect when you named your company Weed Man? Like, that's like, what was my nickname in high school? Um, kidding. Uh, he didn't say that. I'm kidding, but uh, but like I'm like I, I, I'm into my grass, <laughs> and uh, I thought I was gonna have awesome grass this year, and and so when when I was like planting grass seed, do you know why every day I was faithful to water my yard? Be because I knew. That, that what was small, what's even unseen right now, the daily decisions matter for what I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get in the end. Like, you're like, you're like, what I really want is I want to, to have joy and peace. Can I tell you that comes from God? Well, I don't, like, how, like, how do I, how do I even know God? It starts with a small decision to go, you know, even if it's like five minutes, like I'm, I'm gonna start reading scripture every day. Even if it feels insignificant, I'm carving time to pray every single day. Like, let me just speak to this. And I don't even know why I just thought of this, but, um, but like relationships. Did you know that in every area of life, including relationships, if you want something to be great, you have to invest in it? And, and I, I grew up, my grandma saying, Brandon, I'm praying for you, a Jonathan friend. You, you, you might not, like me, I'm like, what? a friend named Jonathan. Like for a while, I promise you, every time I met someone named Jonathan, I'm like, could he be the one? Are you, hey man, I don't want to be weird, but um, my grandma's been praying for you. Do you have a best friend? But what she meant is there, there was a friend in the Bible named Jonathan to a man named David. And, and Jonathan willingly, he, he gave up his rightful place to be king to push David into his destiny. And what my grandma was saying is, Brandon, I'm praying that God would surround you with friends that will push you forward into what God has for you. So for a long time, I'm like, man, my grandma used to pray, you know, for me to have like a Jonathan friend. Listen, man, I, I know we're friends, bro. I just want you to know the kind of friend you're called to be to me. You're Jonathan, I'm David, like you. And, but, but I remember it occurred to me, but hold on, the Bible says that all of God's kingdom is like a farm, and you don't get to reap things you haven't first sown. It doesn't work that way. And it occurred to me, long before Jonathan was, was lifting David up, David was in the field sacrificially, sacrificially serving his father and his brothers and lifting them up. Long before Jonathan was lifting David up, David was lifting a man named King Saul up. And it occurred to me, you don't get Jonathan friends until you become a Jonathan friend. See, in, in God's kingdom, everything we want, it starts with small decisions. It starts with like, I'm deleting all the social stupidity off my phone. In fact, 
I don't need a smartphone. I need a dumb phone. Because what I really want is to be a man of purity. And this stupid thing keeps tripping me up. And I keep on looking at things and going places on this stupid thing that I should not be going to. And my freedom doesn't start at an altar going, God, deliver me from ever wanting to look at a woman again. No, freedom starts by going, God, I, I, I'm going to start small. And so I'm going to start putting your word in my heart and, and closing doors and getting rid of opportunities that keep tripping me up. Everything you want, God wants to give you. God wants you to have peace and all the things that your heart wants, God wants to give you. But I'm telling you, it starts with small decisions. And lastly, point number three, we'll close with this. But I promise you, if you give it time, God will make sure you get it. I'm going to read Galatians 6, 7 through 9 again. And and I want you to see something. The very beginning... Paul says, I, brought the, I, I pointed this out earlier, but I want, I want to make sure you get it. Paul, Paul says, do not be deceived. You, you, you can leave that scripture up there, Brad, for, for a minute. If you give it time, God will make sure you get it. Now, again, why, why would Paul say do not be deceived? Be, because starting small never feels significant. And so here, 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 here's what happens to a lot of us. We start with small decisions and we go, this isn't working. I, I, I don't feel like anything's changing. I, I don't feel like I'm actually getting ahead. I don't think my life is actually growing. I, mean, I, I don't know tonight what you really want. But the small decisions that we, we go, it's not working, it's not working, it's not working. It's not. And, and because we don't feel like it's working, we abandon course because we don't feel like anything's happening. That's it. I quit. I gave up. But but we got to remember, Paul goes, no, no, don't be deceived. Do not be deceived because why? Because God is not mocked because God will ensure. Brandon, why would Paul say that God will ensure this? Because in Genesis chapter eight, verse 22, God says this, I ensure that until this earth is done or while the sun is still uh, uh, rising and setting, that some things will never cease. And one of those things is seed time and harvest. God says, Genesis 8.22, as long as this earth is still in motion, planting seed and reaping, I will ensure it always happens. And Paul goes, God's not mocked. God will ensure what you sow, you will reap. That's why in verse nine, go to verse nine, he says, and let us not grow weary while doing good. Let, let us not grow weary. Do you know why it says that? Because doing the right thing often gets boring and tiring and mundane and monotonous, which is why most people don't do the right things, the God things. He goes, no, no, don't, don't grow weary while doing good. For in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Kimberly or, or, or Isaac, whoever is, or Isaiah, whoever feels, or, or Isaac or anyone else in the room that wants to play the keys, you can come play keys. Like there's so many people that could play keys, except for me. You, you, you can come, come play as we close. Um, 
I, I don't know why I'm focusing on this tonight. Maybe because it, it's, it's helping someone. Um, but I'll, I'll close with this example. Um, when, when I was about, call it 19 years old, one of the things that I wanted most, like Brandon, like what do you really want? You know what I wanted most? I wanted friends. Because I didn't have any friends. Oh, I'm so sorry. You were a lonely person. Like, not like I didn't have people that I, but I didn't have anybody in my life that I felt like, like, man, when I talk to that person, I'm actually encouraged and strengthened. Man, when, I, when I'm around them, it's like, it's like, 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 that, like that, that's, that, those are my people. See, because when I was 18 years old, I decided to like get serious about God, if you can even you know, phrase it like that. And what that meant for me is a lot of my relationships changed. A lot of my relationships changed because I made a decision, God, I know what you're calling me to do. I want to pursue you. And all of my current friends, they're going this direction. And and, and your word says, don't be deceived, bad company corrupts good character. Plus, I get around these people. It's like, I don't... Like it, it's not even full. And I wanted friends. I wanted friends so bad. And and again, I didn't want people to hang. I had people to hang out with. I had people to play 2K6 with or whatever it was. Like, like how old are you, bro? Um, like I, 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 but, but I wanted, I wanted that Jonathan friend. I, I wanted a God friend. And, and I made a decision. Lord, your word says, do not be deceived, whatever man sows, that he will also reap. And so I decided, God, right now, I don't have people that I feel like are friends that can sow and invest into my life. And so I'm just gonna start being a friend that's an encourager. I'm gonna start being a friend that's sowing good things in, into my friend's life. I'm gonna start being a friend. That's it. All the things that I want, I'm gonna start being that. And can I tell you, here's what I've discovered. God promises, someone say promises. God promises whatever. Someone say whatever. Okay. God promises whatever you sow, you will reap. Can, can, can I tell you what he doesn't promise? And like this is, please hear this. What he does not promise is that you will always reap from where you're sowing. In, in fact, Jesus actually said to his disciples, hey guys, you're going to reap from where you have not sown. And I, I, I will never forget meeting one of my best friends in the world today. And, and it wasn't like this, oh my gosh, it's you. <laughs> Been waiting for you, man. <laughs> Can we hug? It, it wasn't like that. It was, we, we met at an event. And this is like, it's so, to this day, I'm like, bro, you're weird, man. Like, why are we friends? This is weird. Like, he calls me. He's like, hey, man. Hey, I feel like we could, like, be, like, really good friends. I'm like, okay. Like, like, like and he goes, hey, I, I think we should court. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Do you want to date me? Bro, like, I'm not trying to date you, man. Like, he's like, no, 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 no. He's like, I just, like, I, I feel like this is maybe a God thing. And, and so, like, could, could we just, like, start talking on the phone once a week and, and just kind of see if maybe this is, and somewhere, like, like, 
like in, in those four weeks of like courting, how, like how weird is that? It's like something clicked and all of a sudden it's like God took me back to being 19. And God took me back to all the different people that I've been investing and encouraging and just, just trying to be the kind of friend I want. And it's like God in this moment reminded me, see, I told you, whatever you sow, you will reap. You've been praying and you've been asking me for the right friends in your life. You've been praying and you've been asking me for the right people that you need to lift you up and to encourage you and to be the person I told you. Whatever you sow, you will. I, I didn't see it coming. And can I tell you, God often works like that. I, I didn't, when we don't see it, I didn't know how he was going to do it. I didn't know where it was going to come from. I didn't even think it was possible. But God promises whatever I sow, I will reap. So I, I just want to encourage you. And I want to pray for you tonight as, as we close that wherever you are tonight, wherever you are tonight, you can get what you want. Hear me tonight. God wants you to have what you want. God wants to fulfill and satisfy the desires of your heart. And it starts with small decisions. It starts with us just saying, God, I'm going to be faithful to do what you're asking me to do to make the right decisions. And if you will give it time, God will ensure that he will give you, he will bring to you the things We hope you've been inspired by this word. To help awaken your faith on a regular basis, subscribe now so you can be alerted when we have a new message. Thank you so much for listening.